Hello, friend. Welcome back to the Wayfarer Podcast. I'm Tom Vanderwell. Appreciate you joining me again today on our chapter day journey. We're in Revelation chapter 11, and it was verse 10 that resonated this morning. It says, the inhabitants of the earth will gloat over the two dead prophets and will celebrate by sending each other gifts because these two prophets had tormented those who live on the earth. Today's podcast is entitled Prophetic Pondering. I have been a follower of Jesus for just over 40 years, a period of time which is used in the great story as the number of years in a generation. So I've spent time over the past couple of years pondering the changes that I've observed in our society and our culture in one generation. In some ways, the changes seem startling to me. A generation ago, I watched as Christian fundamentalists with groups like the Moral Majority and the Christian Coalition sought to force their religious doctrines on society through political power. What I observed in those days was that a Judeo-Christian worldview was foundational in society around me. Virtually every kid I knew growing up went to church of some kind. It's just what you did. A generation later, I find it ironic to observe what I would consider woke fundamentalists who are seeking to force their doctrinal worldview on society through political power. Major institutions of media, business, academia are all offering full support. Meanwhile, my own local gathering of Jesus disciples has grown in the last couple of decades, not because new followers are joining the ranks, but because so many other churches are dying and closing their doors. Churches are being burned and attacked. Social media posts call for violence against Christians. And these are things that I would never have believed would happen in one generation just 40 years ago. In today's chapter, the interlude between the sixth and seventh trumpet judgments continues. Two prophets, or witnesses as they're called, are raised up They echo the ancient prophet Elijah, whose prayers shut off the rains and who brought fire down from the heavens. It is important for me to remember that the picture of John's visions create is an earth in which there are a mere 144,000 followers of God who are sealed and protected through this time of tribulation. Where are all the other followers of Jesus? Well, John's revelation doesn't seem to address this though the letters of the apostles speak of a rapture of God's people in which they are suddenly and unexpectedly snatched up to heaven in the twinkling of an eye. So this leaves the rest of the earth's inhabitants who are described in John's vision as unrepentantly anti-God. Therefore, when the two prophets are killed, the world celebrates their death, gloats over their bodies, People throw parties to feast the end of God's messengers. In the quiet this morning, I once again find myself pondering the changes I've observed in one generation. I could not fathom the anger and hatred and calls for violence that I witness on both ends of the socio-political spectrum. Though, given the gross failings of institutional churches that I touched on in yesterday's podcast, I can certainly empathize with those who were victimized and who are crying out in anger and disbelief. 
You know, there are mornings on this chapter day journey when I feel as if I am left with more questions than answers. Mornings when I'm more perplexed than inspired. But I've come to believe that this is not necessarily a bad thing. The 12 who followed Jesus in the flesh for three years were still confused and scratching their heads the night before he was crucified, as well as the day he rose from the dead. So why should I be any different? Along my journey, I found that it is often the long stretches of pondering good questions that ultimately lead to new depths of spiritual understanding. So two thoughts I continue to ponder as I enter my day today. First, it would be easy for me to over-dramatize the changes I've witnessed in a generation and conclude that the end times are near. But I don't know that. The pendulum of socio-political thought swings back and forth, sending individuals on either side of the spectrum into doomsday thoughts and predictions. What I have observed in the last 40 years helps me to appreciate how the events and the anti-God sentiment in John's vision could indeed be possible but that doesn't equate to thinking that they are probable in the near term. Second, the pendulum of social, cultural, political, religious thought does often swing back and forth. Some would argue that it's what we're currently seeing happen right before our eyes. I think back to the social and political upheaval of the 60s that ushered in a period of rebellion and violence and <laughs> sex and free love and drugs and rock and roll. But we often forget that the 70s then experienced a Jesus people movement when many of these same people found themselves aimless and empty and searching for spiritual answers. I consider it possible that a generation of young children who are being asked to question fundamental biological truths about themselves when they don't even have the vocabulary or cognitive ability to process it, well, they may very well find themselves down the line confused about their identity, longing for a strong spiritual foothold to help them make sense out of life. And this might even lead to a spiritual revival. You know, I um, ended up posting this much later than normal this morning because I've been pondering how best to conclude. And I'm still not sure. So I'm just going to leave it here, continuing to ponder. I uh, hope you are well with your ponderings wherever this finds you, my friend. I'll be back here tomorrow.